Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Told Me Everything I Know. I'm Zane C. Weber, and with me tonight, filling in again for Miranda and Julie. No, double. Me, it's all on me. You've got to do it all tonight. Uh, Jessica Kate Ryan. Jessica Kate Ryan. And our special guest this evening is none other than actor, singer, producer, writer, magician. Magician? <laughs> Remember from sure. Miranda? Actor, singer, dancer, magician. Theatre, all-rounder and entrepreneur, Mr. Brad McCall. Brad McCall! I can talk now. I've been introduced. Hello. <laughs> you can. Now you can talk. <laughs> How are you going, Brad? I am really good. How are you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah having a good yes. are you You're operating yeah. in stereo now together? That's... We well, have been spending a lot of time. Yeah, you together. are so in sync. <laughs> it is frightening. I've on three of these podcasts, so I live here now. Yeah, right. It's true. It's the- me and Zane and Fifi. It's there a is full a competition house. amongst the TNC podcasters to see who can get on the most podcasts. Right. Jess is tying for second, I think. Second. Fuck that. Well, I think. First is me. Oh, I'm right. On, I'm on like nine of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, and you're second. All right. You're on three. Yeah, that's, that's pretty a good. Lot. I think that's, that's a, a, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. I do want to get on the fan fiction one. Look, all right. I will let you know when we're recording next. Those are some dark days, you know. You're not going to stop till you're you're in charge. <laughs> anyway, it's not about me. Anyway, 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 it, anyway. Welcome to the Jessica Ryan podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're here to talk about her. I wish. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's my that's me on the daily. It's just the Jessica Kate Ryan podcast every day. That's your Instagram, so, yeah. Let's yay. talk about let's talk Brad. about Brad. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Hello. <laughs> but before we talk about Brad's opinion of himself and others' opinions of Brad, mm. what show are we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, what are we talking you, about? You, you picked a r- relatively unknown Hashtag show. obscure I, musical. Hashtag. I did not know this was obscure. It is. Uh, it's very I, I, obscure. I, I did know. I, I guess we all have these shows that we have found somehow. I don't remember How when I How did you first, find it? I can't remember. I, I remember you and I talking about it like 2002. 12, 13, I want to say, during during the big band rehearsals. How? For Big Fish? What? Bluefish. Bluefish. Bluefish, yeah. Yeah. My God. I don't know because that's where I think that's where I first heard of it and that's why I have the soundtrack to it. Well, I'm paid um, by Adam to go around talking to people to help promote <laughs> the CD sales. I love that you sales. call him Adam. Well... <laughs> <laughs> when you're it's like meeting someone. someone that knows Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, it's like, the oh, joke well, wouldn't land if I said his full Steve. name, would it? I mean, I'm gonna be. 
I'm paid by Mr. Gattel. Thank I'm, you very I'm much. I'm paid by non such records uh, <laughs> to yeah. No, I, I think I I used to when uh, I was in high school. I think like we all did back before there was Spotify. Just I would search go to the, musicals. Yeah, I'd go to the CD shop and oh, the pick through CD the CDs. Shop, brah. And I think this was just there. Like I think that's literally yeah. how I I found it. I mean, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Like going to Bookfest and just going through the Broadway anyway, section, you find some great stuff. That's the name of the musical is Floyd Collins. Have we not mentioned it <laughs> <No>. yet? <laughs> yeah, but that's cool because people can guess. They can wait and see. Yeah. So it's about mines and Caves. bluegrass. That's correct. It's about... A guy that didn't eat his arm, which no, also <laughs> didn't happen in 127 hours, which I found out about four minutes ago. It was. It's important to <laughs> to let you know that James Franco is okay. He did self cannibalize. So we're talking about Floyd Collins today. But before Ooh. we get onto the show, let's talk about Brad. Let's talk about Brad. So Brad, which musical characters would other people compare you to? Oh God, um, I think if there was ever a Friends musical, I would probably be Chandler. Chandler. All right. Could I be any more Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> Could I be, be any more Chandler? Probably would be more. Can I be what, wearing any more clothes? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. What, who who would you pick? And I am mm. here, so you have to be semi kind. See, mm. I I met you. Yes. During easy now. During this Saigon. Oh God, terrible. Oh, harsh. Actually, I think it was a really decent performance of the show. Hey, oh, now, thank you. I was, was just so being silly. It was so good that even I didn't get into that show. Oh, didn't you? No, nah, I was 17 though, so that's problematic. That's probably And also why. I yeah, that's true. am not a dark Caucasian. I am a very white <laughs> Caucasian, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I didn't get in. Okay. Mm, okay, so, so what I have you done? Kind of I've, seen you, I've seen you in the Saigon. I've yeah. seen you in Company. I've seen you in. I think that's it. So you could be a Bobby. I saw you in Country yeah. Song. I don't know yeah, that's Bobby. what I saw. That's like. a Bobby. <laughs> but then again, he's problematic in ways. But Bobby, I'd go for. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. That's there we not go. A bad so that one. okay, that's that's a good one. We'll take it. Okay. Also, mm, I can't remember the character's name, but it's one of the husbands in in Company. <sighs> there's so many of them. There is. Well, there's four, isn't there? Yeah. I don't know. There's more than one. All right, well, just one of them. You can play any of them. I'll be the happy funny one. There you go. What about Donkey <gasps> The one from that Shrek? does karate? Correct. That one. That one. Gotcha. Karate, karate husband. That's me. Yeah. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Okay, cool. All right, so Brad. It's, it's really funny because that's actually what my uh, dating profile says. Karate guy. Oh, karate guy. So it's, it's amazing. Karate guy from company. On your Tinder? No, Sig's yeah. company. Budumcha. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so Brad, yes. which musical theatre character would you like to be compared to? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably if I had to pick one out of the myriad of, of, of shows that are coming to mind, it would probably be the karate husband from Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cop-out <gasps> answer. Uh, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> Would you really? Would you really pick that one over Bobby? No, it wouldn't have. But then Bobby, he's problematic. Is, like I mean, I'm getting closer to Bobby. Like at the time of this podcast Bobby. recording, I am single, not married, and ugh, thirty-four ish, close to thirty-four. <laughs> so I mean, I am, I am practically Bobby. Well, all right. Yeah, but yeah. Right. 
But do you want? No, you I'd prefer to, to be, be if I had to be compared to one, it would probably be uh, John and Tick Tick Boom. Like I think that's okay. a pretty close. Yeah. Hashtag obscure. No, I'm joking. Tick Tick I, Boom is obscure. Yeah, I don't think it's as obscure as Floyd Collins. No, no I don't think it is. <laughs> All right. And if you haven't turned off hearing we're doing Floyd Collins, you may have turned off Floyd uh, Collins, the Floyd Tick Tick Boom Floyd reference. Collins. Our audience is all about learning about obscure musicals. Awesome. Yeah. I've learned this because several people have said, suggested some very obscure musicals for us to do. So, what And some- I got some people to listen to Sunday after I did my podcast. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people, of, of guests that have come on have said that after your episode on Sunday, they came on and listened to... Uh, As in they, Sunday they in the Park with George? Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite. That, that's obscure. No, no, no! Like this musical gets people to listen to, to and go like, back and reminisce, and you yeah. go, "Oh, yeah, if you only know that one song." Because, or... like, I've argued with so many people about that show, and then since I did that podcast, they're like, "Oh, yeah, no, it's actually really good." I'm like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> That's why I talked about it. <laughs> Wait, uh, Ninety Dana. minutes. All right, Brad. Yes. What's your dream role? Just one. Just you've one. Played a line, you've got to pick yeah, one. Yeah, I have. Uh, Rocky. Really? Only because I really like boxing. <laughs> different, oh, Jess like, went to a different Rocky. Which Rocky like, did you go to? Rocky Horror? Like gold, gold uh, spandex. Oh, yeah, that's my dream because it, it, the, the, the recent one worked out really well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got Old Mate and Old Mate who wrote that? Yeah. Um, old Mate and Old Mate Lin who wrote that. Lin yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. That one. Journey to the past. Hashtag obscure musicals. <laughs> um, no, because like I, I, I had a few people that saw that and problematic, but they said that the boxing scene was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, the, working so much on writing the last eight years and less on acting, it's it's hard because I don't think in terms of. You don't I think mean, back, actor first anymore. Yeah, like back in the days I really used to think. Uh, I really want to do this show. I listen to a score and I go, oh, I can't wait to get the opportunity to audition for this. And that doesn't really happen anymore. I, yeah. I more think, yeah, probably be more my shows, hoping that, you know, someone will give me $7 million and I can be in <laughs> one of them. That would probably be <clears throat> And then you can cast choice. me in the lead role. That's right, because I'll go back. Remember that time you thought that 127 hours was when <laughs> the guy rolled off his own arm? Yep, correct. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Sunday in the Park with George. <gasps> What's your favourite Sondheim? I think it's, okay, is it my all-time favourite Desert Island? I only get to take you one You only get to take one to... Stephen Sondheim show to the Desert I mean, Island. that's really hard. That's, I know. That's really hard. It's well, probably no, good. Actually, let's make it. You have the opportunity to see your dream cast in this musical sitting next to Stephen Sondheim in the front row. Which Sondheim are you going to pick? Pick a good one. I think pick it's going to be the one. same one. Sunday. No, I think no. it's going to be Sweeney Come. Todd. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just love it. I, yeah. just, mm. It's an exciting musical. Yeah, I think that's and it. And funny. Second would be Merrily. Oh, yeah. Only just because I love it. Only just because I love it. Yes. Uh, Live for Merrily. Yes. <laughs> Thank God someone said it. I'm does, doing does, the Merrily Is that episode. not often chosen? Uh, Broadly speaking. Honestly, I think the most common one is Sweeney. Into the Woods. Oh, no. Followed yeah. by Sweeney, yeah. Then maybe Company or Sunday. I think. I think that's probably. I mean, but I forgot great. all those, so now I want to change my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. No yeah. one says passion, and passion is great. Yeah, but passions. Passion. It's. I mean, if you can only listen to one score, 
Passions is quite a I'm big listen, sorry, isn't it? I'm sorry, Donna Murphy. No, no, I'm you. saying it's beautiful, but I'm saying mm. it's really like it's a big commitment to sit there and take it all in, isn't yeah. it? It's not like <gasps> loving you is not a And choice. you're crying all the time. I mean, if you're going to oh, listen to Passions as one duet. musical. And yeah. the biggest Passions fan I know. Is me. Well, you're a close second Actually, to Steven. Steven sometimes. It's James yeah. Gorsey. <laughs> Good old friend Steve. Steve. James Gorsey loves passion. James Gorsey does love passion and Sam's Bo- Sam Boyd loves passions. But both of them didn't pick passions as their favourite sometime. You know? Like that's the thing. The like it's a great know. musical but it's not their favourite. So, and you know. It's got to depend on what the person has done that day that affects their choice because you could really, there's like a, it's like a wheel. You could spin the wheel yeah. and it lands but in and anyway. you go for today. That's the thing. There isn't like a sometime that I never listen to because no. it's like, oh. I don't listen to Pacific Overtures. What about Saturday Night? No, I haven't listened to that either. Yeah. I Strange tie-in, that was one of the records that was at the record store when I bought this. But you didn't buy it. You no, bought I Floyd didn't. Collins. I put it back down. <laughs> don't tell Stephen when you're when he's listening. When you're watching Sweeney. <laughs> okay. uh, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so Brad, your, we'll yeah. go deep and personal. Yeah. What's your go-to shower song? I, it would have to be whatever song I'm working on that Day. That you're writing. That day. So I will go and I'll start <laughs> workshopping things as I'm, you know, sharing my armpits. That's a physical, physical joke for anyone at home. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, washing my armpits. Um, yeah, it would. It I would mean, be I'm glad that. you do. Yeah, yeah. Once a day. <coughs> that would be. That would be it. Keep. Yeah. Right. So wow. nothing that nothing that's widely widely released yet. No. Yet. Yet. One yet. day. All right. Mm. So now we get to the controversial part of the quiz. Yeah. You have to delete. One musical from existence. It can't be Cats. It can't be Cats. Cats is already gone. Cats is dead. Once a show is deleted more than 10 times by guests. I swear to God, it's probably like the, uh, 11 or 12 yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said death to Cats like many, many times on, on my episode. All right, is this because I I dislike it so much that Either, I... Well, could well, it be for personal reasons? Like, I, Of course, it can be for any reason. Like I picked Mary Poppins. Just because I don't think that the musical adds yeah. to the movie or the or even the book. So I was like, you know, it's it's a decent show and it's a fun show to be in, but I don't think it adds anything. I'm gonna pick title of show. <gasps> now, now, now hear me out. Hear me out. This is because uh so my show Becoming Bill is about a guy that writes a show. I have never seen Title of Show, never. Haven't even heard the full score. I've heard a couple of the bits on on YouTube and whatnot, but it's not been one that I've gone back because it's obviously since I've been a writer, I don't get too deep into other stuff because I'm going to steal their stuff, Yeah. which is the exact reason I would delete that because whenever you say to someone, they say, what's it about? You say, well, it's about a guy. And they're like, oh, Title Title of Show. show. And I go, no, 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 it's not because they weren't the first people to ever do the show within the show. It's just the first musical. I don't like that answer, but I like that reason for that answer. So that's why, and it's totally different. It's totally different. And the difference is becoming Bill, uh, I was asked to write a show and that is what is it about. So it's about the time I was called to write a show 10 years ago. So it's. Cool. Yeah. So I like that reason. I don't like the pick, but I like the reason. Yeah, it's more the reason than the than the, the show yeah, itself. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's that's the concept. The thing. I want the concept, guys. <laughs> As musical fans, we can always justify the existence of most musicals. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so any any reason you give is going to be subjective. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've got to know everything there is to know about Mr. Brad McCall. That's it. That's all there is to that's know. Good night. Thanks for having that's me. The, that's great. That's the entirety of his person. <laughs> that's it. We'll take a break. Minutes. And we'll come back and talk about another gentleman called Floyd Collins. 
All right, Brad. So what can you tell us about the musical Floyd Collins? Oh, guys, what can't I tell you about <laughs> He doesn't need his arm. That's what uh, I can tell Floyd you. Floyd Collins. <laughs> I was, uh, so when we went back and forth about trying to pick something, right, I couldn't make up my mind. I'm sure everyone goes through that when they come on the show, right? Everyone sort of goes. About, about half the guests go like, oh, what I am put, I going to pick? There's too many choices. There are too many great shows. And why I landed on this was because I think maybe because it is obscure and I just wanted to seem cool. That could be part of it. That's like that could be That could be part of it. It wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't completely at the front of my mind, but if I'm honest, surely there must be a bit of that. But I. We're all musical hipsters at heart. Well, that's, yeah. Okay, so what you should know is that it's only ran for 25 performances. Off okay? Broadway. Off Broadway. Yeah. 25 performances. But, but it's, it's been done regionally. Yeah, and, it's, and it, I think it's a bit of a cult fave I sort of think around the world but well he did get a couple of like very glowing reviews yeah. during its run mm-hmm. or just after its run so I mean it had closed and the review came out <laughs> and people said you know what go and see this show and they said we can't it's but you closed, can listen to the recording but you can buy it but I think why I, why I chose it was because I I've seen uh footage of the off-Broadway show in the uh the the library the New York oh, yeah, library yeah. so when I was there working on a oh. show I saw. I went to the library and I was logged in because you have to get logged in, yada yada, and uh, just scat, sat there looking through shows. And apparently, I was the first person ever to watch it because no one else had heard of it. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> they went, you know, they went and they got the tape and they <laughs> blew it out. Surely right next one, one of was, the you know, actors' mothers, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, okay. So, what do you want to know? You ask me a question about it, and I will, I will answer it. You just Floyd Collins. Real person, right? Real person, real guy. Uh, he was. He got. Don't stuck. say too much because I got to talk about plot. He was a guy that <laughs> lived on planet Earth <laughs> at around a particular point in time during the evolution of the human existence, and that pretty much brings us up to now. Cute. So, yeah. how did it become about? So, how did Adam? Is it Gettle? Gettel? I always said it Gettel. Yeah. Gettel. It's how did Adam Gettel just d- d- like start writing it? He he, uh, he was commissioned by uh, to specifically write something about Floyd Collins or just about yeah, anything. I, I think I think so. I think it was an idea that him and uh, the director Tina. This is a name I don't I can't pronounce. Landau. Landau. Now she's a pretty big deal these days, but this was her first. That was her first go. I, I believe so. At least her first uh, go directing it because it, they were commissioned together, and then they had trouble finding a book writer. Uh, because no matter what they did, they, I think they tried different writers. Eventually they she decided to do it because either way, her and Adam both went, I, we think you should do this. We feel passionately about this. And then she went, well, I'll do it. Mm. And then so when they went into workshop, they went in with uh, three equity actors and, um, and uh, I think just chairs and that was it. And, that, and this is what led to them doing it really minimally because the set. Speaking of title of show. Yeah, 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 you promised. Uh, I thought that show didn't exist anymore. I thought that was the deal. Uh, at the end of the episode, we we send a letter off to uh, the musical registry. Yeah, and it's yeah. just yeah, it's just all right, now. cool. That's yeah. why no one's seen Cats. Yeah, that's because well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's well. Since the, then, I'm going to write that and be very rich because <laughs> it no longer exists. Jellical something, jellical do. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he was commissioned to write a musical about. Floyd Collins. Well, I think probably commissioned to write something and he chose Floyd Collins. Yeah, there's a quote where he found the Reader's Digest um, 
uh, a little bit about the story of Floyd Collins, real person, yeah, who uh, was a miner that you know got trapped in a cave and uh, didn't eat off his own arm. <laughs> was he a miner? No, well, no, he wasn't. He was a no, spelunker, he, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that word. Spelunking. Spelunk. <laughs> Spelunking. What does that mean? For the uh, you go in a cave and you do a thing and you do a cave thing? explorer, cave diver, cave dancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would just go in and he would just dance, and that's where you have to find the biggest yes. opening in the cave because Spelunking you can't pirouette. Is cave dancing. <laughs> you know what? He would go into different caves, right? And they'd try and find the best cave to try and that's raise up so business. It was the cave wars yeah. in Kentucky, right? Yeah. So there were there was a, a period of time when they kind of discovered this massive cave system underneath Kentucky, and they were all. And a whole bunch of people were trying to monetize it for tourists. Mm. And so he went in there to try and find basically a tourist attraction or, or a space that you could take people into and show them around and then get them back out right. when he had his story happen. Coming up in the plot. <laughs> okay. So Adam Gatal mm-hmm. Was commissioned, so he writes Floyd Collins. So, mm-hmm. where was it performed? What, what, where was this twenty-five performances? Uh, the American Musical Theatre Festival in Philadelphia, I believe. What year was it? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Yeah, and and then to Playwrights Horizons. That's right. That's and that's where Lulu Blonde in ninety-six came out of. Was is Playwrights? It? Yes, a lot yeah. of things have come out of Playwrights. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Um, and it. In 95-96, it did win the Lucille Lortel Award. That That's a big award. It is a big award. And yeah, then there's the Obie. Musical. It, which it, 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 also, it also won the Obie, right? Yeah. It did win yeah. the Obie as well. Yeah. So, it, like, that's the thing. It wasn't For score, direction, and uh, orchestration as well. for its score yep. is what I, I found in my research. But so. the, the first one, which I can never pronounce... The Lucille. Lucille Lottel. Lottel. That's a word. It just makes me nervous. I feel like I'm going to say it wrong and <laughs> other theatre people are going to be like, you loser, haven't you practised that in front of the mirror? Don't you know, Lucille? Well, that's what Fifi Don't the you po- know, Lucy? <laughs> that's what Fifi the podcast cat's saying right now with her eyes. She is not impressed. No, she is snoring. She is busy. Okay. But they did have a reunion concert in 2003 yep. at Playwrights. So it went on for 25 mm. shows, right? 25. It, it closes. So was that uh, just the season? That's that's all there was going to be? I think so. Uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean, it, from what I read, there was reworking and there was another show in Chicago at, what was it, the Old Globe, I think, and there was some sort of rewrites for well, that because it was, was a different a, space. It's called a mini tour, like a three-stop mini that's tour. That's right, it went on the original. In San Diego, Chicago and Philadelphia. Why wouldn't you take it to Kentucky? Um, they I, were in I, the caves. They couldn't come out because they're all down they're there. They're all just living in caves I mean, in you know Kentucky how, now. You know how hard it is to get grandma out of a cave once she's in there digging, <laughs> chipping the rocks oh. away. It's you, Good luck getting her away from and the also, cave. And also I'm so not funny. sure how much overlap there is in the Spelunker and musical <clears throat> theatre fan uh, Venn diagram. I mean they're not really going to be listening to this right now. They're going to be <laughs> listening to Spelunking taught me everything I know about Spelunking. <laughs> yeah. So it did make it did make it to London as well in two thousand and no sorry, uh, so it made to London in ninety nine. Yeah. So that was the same year as that mini tour yeah. in the US, and then it had a revival in London at the Southwark Playhouse in two thousand and twelve. Um, so it, it hasn't. It's not totally ignored and shunned. It's just 
obscure and just never a bit qu- different. Never quite hit. Yeah, I mean, but it's such a beautiful score. I mean, and it's, it's Adam Gattel, you know. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And listening to it again this week, there is. I think the thing with it is, it's it's there's tuneful moments in that it's like there's these moments where they are. Songs that are a song, like as we know them, they are kind of from that popular music format where it's like this is a song. You know it because you know what's going to happen for the next minute because of the last minute and then it's going to change a little and you're going to get the last minute. It's a pop song, right? Mm. Mm. But then some of it is just really operatic and I, I, I think he believes it's, you know, in that field less than it is in I the I definitely get music. that with, what's that song? The Through call? the Mountain? Through the Mountain. Is that the first one, the, the first sort of the opening? Act two. Nelly sings it. I was listening to that. That was the last thing I listened to yeah. at the train stop. I was like, I have no idea where this is going. And that it's was the train, going. not the song? Because No? No. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> funny too. Oh, my oh, God. He's funny. He's single, ladies. He's single. <laughs> I mean, so. interesting original cast. Matt Moran. What's oh, he? Maddie. Martin Moran, sorry. Oh, Martin. That's it. I'm thinking of a different guy. Christopher, he was in. I feel there was someone that was in the Sinner from this show. I feel like I'll it was, trust you. Yeah. I, what was the recording cast again? That was. Uh, um, well, we'll get on to cast in a little bit. Sure. If there's no other. Is there no anything else we need to know about this one? I think we'll. Uh, I think. I think one of the interesting things about this one too is it's Genesis in Australia. Like I don't think from what I was when I was digging around, there was no moment with this show and this is how obscure it is where you can find an Australian premiere cast really documented just in like a big Google search and I know there's that whole big story which if you're an Australian and you've been around for the last 15 years you know about Kookaburra and you know about Peter Cousins and, and all that <gasps> did stuff. Did they with, try and do it? So this was part of that where this where Floyd Collins was going to be a part of that process and then it was oh. presented as a concert and he would have made a, a wonderful Floyd Collins. I didn't see the concert, but did Peter Cousins play Floyd Collins in a concert version? Because it was part of that 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 sort of that that process. But that's the only time I've ever heard of it. I think David Campbell did uh, played it at some point as well. But once again, it's one of those shows I think that comes in and out of yeah of, of, of the psyche. Yeah. It, you don't. It doesn't sort of land because of the 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 subject sort of matter. I think so. Righto. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about uh, what actually happens in the musical. Yay, my turn. (laughs) What happened to Floyd Collins, Jess? Well, it's a real thing that happened. Um, Based on though, isn't it? It's not it's not like a it's not like a verbatim musical. I no. I don't know. It's okay. pretty close, like to to what actually happened. Like, look, to be honest, when I first researched this, and I was like, "What's Floyd Collins about?" They were like, "Here's an article about Floyd Collins, and this is what happened." So I'm like, "I assume that's what's hap- That's what happens in this right. business." I, I'm just very conscious now that we've done come from away that the difference between a story based on and a verbatim musical. Like oh. where they get like quotes from people. And I they cannot believe into. someone snaked me and did that show because that's my fave. It's a very good show. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Fuck, I love that show. And so I think much. it's underrated amongst people who haven't seen it. And oh. I haven't seen it, Everyone's... so I didn't really think about it. But then you listen to it. Sorry, like we will amazing. talk about Floyd Collins. But no, that's in a second, okay. Yeah, that's why like... I'm fuming here. Going, <laughs> how could you Everyone... not talk about this obscure <laughs> choice? But how can you say that if it's it's not off? Ev- it's not finished yet. No, because it was the year like 
Dear Evan Hansen and Come From Away were the same year. So yeah. everybody's freaking out about Dear Evan Hansen. So I was freaking out about Dear Evan Hansen. And then it was like two weeks later, I was like, fuck, I'm over this. And then I heard Come From Away. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best. Oh, my God. Interestingly, it's another kind of bluegrassy. It's not bluegrass, but score-wise, it's a really interesting it's that score. folk musical. It's that yeah. folky Gaelic mix yeah. where I'm just like, I'm here. I'm here for it. It's the song of my people. Anyway, Floyd Collins. So, pasty people, I guess. <laughs> yes, correct. So, um, before we get into the plot, so the characters that are listed in the musical is there's a guy called Floyd Collins in it. Who knew? Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> um, there's Homer. I was about to say Howard. No, Homer Collins, Nellie Collins, and Johnny Gerald. Um, as rewritten, the role Johnny Gerald was merged with Homer Collins. That's weird. So it was written the fir- the first <laughs> script. They were they were Homer and Johnny, Homer but then Johnny. they were merged. Correct. Great. And so the character he played it with two heads because he was playing both people <laughs> at the same time. It was a really bold choice, but it paid off. Strong and wrong, it, as Patrick Aitken would say. <laughs> strong and wrong. Played Call for twenty five shows. Yeah. We miss you, Patrick. Um, currently performed the roles include B. Doyle, Doctor Hazlitt, three reporters, a con man. Oh, I want to be that. All right. What what role are you, the con man? What do you do? Uh, I don't know. Icon. <laughs> Lee Collins, Howard Collins, Floyd Collins, Cliff Ronnie. Ooh. Jewel. Yes, as a character called Jewel. Yes. Nellie, Skeets Miller, Miss Jane, um, H.T. Carmichael, and Ed Bishop. So, plot. Floyd Collins exploring a sand cave because he's in Kentucky. And as we chatted about, people wanted to see caves. So, we needed a spelunker to go in and check it out and make sure that people could go and see it. He uses the echoes of his voice to sound out the region like a dolphin. <laughs> or a spelunker. <laughs> That's where the spelunking idea came from. He was no. listening to dolphins and he went, you know what? Uh, <laughs> There's a cave over there. Uh, um, he falls through a tight passage- passageway when his foot became trapped, wedged in a position by a small rock. His family and fellow cavers try to free him, but because of the position of the rock and like where it was placed, they couldn't pick it up, even though it yeah. was quite light. Um, when it becomes clear that his bro- uh, the his the rescue won't be easy, his brother Homer spends the night in the cave with him, which is so sweet and yeah, sad. And a beautiful song. Mm, correct. Uh, William Burke Skeets Miller, a small man, is able to squeeze through and visit Lloyd, relaying stories which were printed in the news because this was like the business. I Everyone from everywhere came to like – I believe it holds the record as the third biggest news story that occurred between the two world wars. Amazing. You want to pull it? That's quite a while. Yeah, about 20 years. Well, that's how long Floyd was in the cave for. So, no, 20 that's a joke. years. <laughs> 17 days. <laughs> yeah. um, in dog years. So, the small guy, Skeets Miller, is a. I did the bunny ear quote with my fingers. It was good here. Um, Despite efforts by miners and the National Guard and the Red Cross, attempts at rescue fail and the crowd grows outside the cave because, I don't know, there was, like, no television. It's like yeah. when you hear stories of, like, people going to, like, hangings or, oh, like, like, courthouses and stuff like that. Like shows, stuff like that. Like, the, I, like, listening to this musical, I get a real a reminiscence of, like, uh, Barnum, yeah. that kind of that, that mm. frenzy that was around, like, drama happening like yeah. real life drama yeah so yeah but like there are reports 
at the time of like gridlock on the roads for everyone coming to Let's there. Let's go yeah. see the guy trapped in a cave. But and that's, they're like people yeah. bringing like businesses and like pop-up pop stands. Oh, where like, a carnival, yeah. like a carnival, like a carnival at the site because shirts. people are there. Man trapped in cave. <laughs> <laughs> on the back says gotcha. 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 Um, so the media circus ensued 17 days after Floyd had entered the cave. A shaft finally reaches him, but he had already died. Yeah. So I think it was four days in, after, the day after Skeet's, the real one. I'm, I'm not sure how they play it in the, in the musical. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to rack my yeah. brain recently. I've got, that, I've got the book too, like the actual book and one of those American playwright books, but it's in a <laughs> basement somewhere. <laughs> so four days after Skeet's came in and told him about all like the news stories and the frenzy that's happening about yeah. there was a cave-in because yeah. of all the extra traffic. And so that's what actually cut him off. Mm. And they couldn't get supplies to him anymore. Yeah. Yep. So then they started actually mining into to him. The other but way. But it took yeah. it took too long. two two weeks, and he died three days before they got there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bottle a bottle episode of a musical is like it's all set around this one static setting mm. and like the different things that are happening around this one event. So it's it's a real interesting approach to a musical because there's no there's no like uh, plot to really speak of. It's just kind of one situation and people reacting to that. And how situation. you deal with it, yeah. yeah. So um, that's what we know about the musical. But this is what actually happened. So January thirtieth, nineteen twenty-five. Watch out, everyone! She's Jess a vintage. Has got her true, true crime voice on. Yeah, because I'm the host of Murder in the Land of Oz. You can listen to us every <laughs> second Monday. But we have a bonus. Oh, we had a bonus episode up. We might do some more bonus episodes. Yes, I'm shouting out my own <laughs> podcast because we're number four on the network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, that went so, further than I expected. <laughs> streamers went off here. You didn't see it, but it sort of went <laughs> behind her, and this I'm sun very came out of her eyes. Keen. Okay, so January thirtieth, nineteen twenty-five. After several hours of work, Floyd Collins had managed to squeeze through several narrow passageways. He claimed he discovered like a large grotto chamber, but this was never verified. His lamp was dying and he had to leave quickly before losing all the light, but he became trapped in a small passageway on his way out. Uh, Collins had accidentally knocked over his lamp and my phone loves to just keep locking, doesn't it? Yes, there we go. Um, So Collins had accidentally knocked over his lamp and putting out the light and was caught by a rock from the cave ceiling, pinning his left leg. The falling rock, as I said, weighed only 16 pounds, but because of the position, it was couldn't be removed by people that were trying to help. It was wedged. Wedged. Yeah. yeah. So he was trapped 50 metres from the entrance yeah. of the cave, which Insane. is fucked. Um, after being found the next day by friends, crackers were sent to him. I'd be like, I want more than crackers, son. <laughs> I need my phone. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? <laughs> I had a um, podcast that just came out. It was a bonus episode for my show that's for on the network. Hey, Brad. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, we're sent to him and an electric light was run down through the passage to provide him lighting and some warmth. Um, he had survived for more than a week while rescue efforts were being organised. On February the 4th, the cave passage collapsed in two places. Um, rescue leaders led by Henry St. George Tucker Carmichael. Jesus, bloody Christ. That's a longer name than mine. That's, that's, why, that's why they shortened it to H.T. Carmichael. <laughs> oh, H-T. there he is. 
um, determined the cave impassable and too dangerous and began to dig a shaft to reach the chamber behind Collins. So a 55 foot, so that's 18 metres for us, you know. In the, uh, in the old in metric. In the old metric. Um, shaft and subsequent lateral tunnel intersected the cave just above Collins. But when he was finally reached on February 17th, he was already dead from exposure. Because he could not be reached from behind, the rescuers could not free his leg. They left his body in place and filled the shaft with debris. What the hell? Gross. Oh, his body was sitting there for so long. They couldn't get him out. Ugh. A doctor had estimated he had died three or four days before he was reached, with February the 13th being the most likely date. Bunch of, like, media attention. And this is, like, this is the true crime, like, nutter in me is, like, uh. So um, his Body had remained in the cave and funeral services were held on the surface. Homer, his brother, was, like, not pleased about it and he didn't want him to be stuck in a cave forever. So he was like, fuck this. Um, so two months later, he and that's, his... That's a direct quote, though. Yeah, direct quote. I'm sorry, I swear on this podcast, <laughs> Patrick Aiken got so mad at me for doing it, but he's not here, so I, I can mean, swear contemporary musical theatre does have cuss words. So. <laughs> Patrick, um, <laughs> they dug a new tunnel to the opposite side of the cave passage and they rec- uh, they recovered his remains on April 23rd, 1925. The following day, the body was buried um, near the Crystal Cave, now known as Floyd Collins Crystal Cave, because I think that's right. He died there, so it can be his cave. Um, they His dad in 1927 sold the, uh, their homestead and the cave. And so the new owner dug up Floyd Collins, put him in a glass top coffin and exhibited him in the cave for many years. Mm-hmm. What? Sounds like classic American capitalism to me. Mate. How did that not get in the musical? I am so <laughs> right. messed up right, right now. Act four. Just was like an, <laughs> an after bows number. Yeah. Anyway, so he died and then we dug up his body and then we put him in a coffin with a glass top so you can all watch him. Yeah. Um, What's he so doing now? Homer? On the night, I know, sorry, this is going beyond the plot, but this is very interesting information. On the night of March 18th or the 19th, 1929, the body was stolen. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. The body was later recovered, having been found in a nearby field, but the injured left leg was missing. This was a this was a thing in America. Like because the display of bodies of famous people and whatever, that Mm. was like an actual they would like two of them around and like uh dead ex-presidents would like go on a funeral tour. They would take the coffin and the bodies around. Like theft of famous bodies was a real thing. It's a thing. It's, like, it's such um, a weird... On the same... I think it might have been Barnum or someone as fucked as Barnum, but, like, he had this poor girl who was... He called her, like, the monkey girl or something. And she was very tiny and, like, covered in hair and then she died and then he put just her body on display. Mm. Like a porcelain doll. Mm. Fuck. Anyway. um, So... Obviously, they found the body and after the desecration, they put him in a secluded portion of the crystal cave in, a, in the casket. Um, in 1961, the crystal cave was purchased by the Mammoth Cave National Park and was closed to the public. Um, the Collins family had objected to uh, Floyd Collins's body being displayed in the cave at their request. So they interred him at Mammoth Cave Baptist Church Cemetery um, in 1989. It took 
15 men three days to remove the casket and tombstone from the cave. Mm. Yikes. Anyway, the plot, but not really. The The plot. plot And some more. Yeah. Which should have been in the musical. That's really interesting. But you, you, there's, where, how? I I think the the approach that they took. I'll play the coffin. The, this really personal she approach. She was yeah. <laughs> Which slightly differs from him being stolen and his leg never being yeah. found. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of like, oh, it is very interesting and I'm surprised there isn't like that in a musical because it is Like such that a, end of Hamilton weird. bit where they're like, and then this happened. Yeah, True. but I mean, that's rap. And also. <laughs> that's rap music. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, talking about music, rap and otherwise, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the actual score and songs of Floyd Collins. Floyd Collins. Floyd Collins actually has fewer songs than I thought there would be. Yeah. The, in For the second act, there's only seven. musical, there's like five billion in Light in the Piazza. Yeah. So, so many. I guess as is Ooh, tradition. I know. She's shady about it, isn't she? <laughs> So shady. Just iTunes just rolls on and on so and on many. and on. But it's a bargain at nine ninety nine for the album. Oh. <laughs> so without Julie here, someone's got to throw shade at music. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Correct. So we'll uh, we'll we'll just go through the song list, shall okay. we? So the Ballad of Floyd Collins. That's how we open it up, and that's the whole company. Yeah, yeah. Is this your favorite song, Brad? Uh, of of all time. No, of, of this musical. Well, I can't no. say yes because you have to ask me that for track two. Uh, so, no, no, it's not my favourite of, of the record. My favourite? Do you want to know what my favourite is? Is The Call? No, it's not, although that is a Is that what that they go to? Yeah, yeah. So how, how genius is that, this, the idea of creating echo yeah. in the show to move plot? I think, I don't know if anyone had done it before that in a score. Like, it's actually scored. Now, I'm getting so excited by that because I think that's really genius. You're, you're allowed to. I think um, it's so cool. Neither of us are composers, so it, nah. it's, it, so he calls and then so then the and then the, the call brother goes back, but then it moves so harmonically it keeps evolving and the, the calls keep building and building and building and building and of course the, it comes back later. Uh. But in the call, you get all the backstory information. So as a song, as a three part song, to me, I was I think it's just I think this is why too they eventually just dump the idea of working with someone else for a book is because with a show like this so intimate and so little particular things that have to happen, like you were saying, there's no plot. It's all yeah. about personalities and, and feelings. I think they really had set things. Like we understand about the history of the family with the caves and that they're trying to, you know, find something to, to finance, to bring people here. and Spelunk. To spelunk like the dolphins <laughs> did and therefore for Father like Dolphins, the dolphins before then. <laughs> God, I sound like the spelunkers. biggest dumbass. <laughs> no, you just you got a podcast about dolphins. It's fine. <laughs> There's a cat no, dolphin, right? We we have yet to start a, dolphin, a dolphin podcast. podcast. And there are references to uh, what was what you know what's the show with the dolphins? Let them eat cake. Uh, what you know? What the fuck are you uh, talking about? Your Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, so you got a great in there for your podcast. Which was Don't Panic, which is the answer to the question, is it? Which was no, Don't Panic was the parody musical that me and a group of friends did a few years ago. Slightly hashtag obscure musicals. So obscure that you will never find any of it anywhere except maybe on my computer. So from the call, so 
the call, it moves, and time to go. Yep. So they're all part of the, the same the same yeah. piece, and he gets caught at the end of that last number, or, or that's where it's at least. Yeah. Like, so I can't, they really waste no time. Like no, no, and he kind of, stays there the yeah. whole show. So he is not on much stage. set up. He's in the cave. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like he's here because of this. He really wants to find it. He's going to yodel about it. He finds it. Hashtag yodel about it. There's some strings. <laughs> he finds it and then he gets caught. So this musical does sell itself as a bluegrass musical, but coming back and listening to it again, like it's not as bluegrass. No, it's that's in the orchestrations. I, am, I would yeah. agree. I was thinking mm. about that too. I mean, like bright since we've now had Bright Star. That is Yeah, that's you know, what that's I scored. said when I walked in the door. I was like, mm, bluegrass, I don't know. There's a <laughs> lot of banjo in Bright Star. Yeah, but uh, you're right. The banjo is a is a is a sprinkle. It's not like he scored it on banjo. As no, opposed no, to no. Bright Star is scored by Steam Art, I'm assuming. You, you on can a, definitely on a banjo, see on a banjo, you know, yeah. You can definitely see the the bluegrass influence on Gattel's style. Oh, totally. And there's yeah. a lot of song songs, you know? Yeah. Um in it, which I'm I'm playing banjo now. You can't see it, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm literally <laughs> air banjo, air banjoing. Yeah. I need a banjo. Yeah. Uh, no, so you then don't. <laughs> let them. Play Fifi feeling. the podcast cat says no. Oh, Steve Martin though, he does very little wrong. Him in those glasses with the banjo, I'm so about it. So, but I can't have a banjo. No, the cat says no, and oh, I'm no, on the side no. of the cat. Get the glasses. <laughs> Full facial reconstruction White to hair. look like Steve. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's all part of the process. So we move on to Lucky with Nelly and Lucky Miss Jane. Lucky is what I am. It goes like that. Yeah. That's what it goes like. And then we go on to a song which is rather insensitively named, I think. Like the song itself is fine, but between a rock and a hard place. Oi, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, he was. <laughs> yeah, he, technically. A rock and Yikes. another rock. Um, but this one was replaced by Where a Man Belongs in 1999. Which is not on the not, record. Not on the recording. Yeah. Which uh, isn't on Spotify. Between a rock and a hard place. That's right. That's that one. Yeah. True. It's not. That's actually probably my second favourite. Oh, third, fourth. I've only got a top five. <laughs> I've got a top five. You're such I, a nerd, I mean, this, No, but this score to me was one of the times where for the moments where I heard this and I sort of went. How old were you when you first heard this? I would have I would have been in high school. 16? You were 16? You were in, okay, that, so you're in that Catcher in the Rye, Holden Caulfield stage. You're yeah, like, I was planning oh, to assassinate I someone. I was, you know, I was getting oh. all the good things going, you know. Yeah. I just want to be trapped in a cave. You know, I just want to be for Collins being in a cave and play the banjo. I oh. can't tell you how many times I had a pocket knife looking at my leg going, I could do it and I know it. I could do it. But I didn't. And you know why? Because Floyd Collins jump. did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We move on to. Hashtag because Floyd did it. <laughs> what would Floyd Collins do? He didn't cut his foot off. That was 127, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get it out there. No one ate their own arm, okay? Daybreak, Homer and Floyd, and then we get uh, incredible. I'm shaking my head, going, "What a beautiful song!" Ah, oh, my god, the uh, the first reprise of uh, "Ballad of Floyd Collins," sung by Jewel, 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 as in the Jewel, J E W E. There's one of the characters in the show is called Jewel. I thought you meant the Jewel. I was like, "This is news to me." How have I not oh, heard no, that a, on the? There's a banjo it's... Jewel. Oh, in... oh, of course there is. Oh, that Jewel. You have to be specific if it's the acoustic guitar Jewel or the banjo Jewel. That song's not on the record. Either. No, no, it isn't. Yeah. Uh... See, every time I say stuff like that, you can have a nerd buzzer, and then it just goes boing 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 boing. boing. There you go. 
Hashtag I landed on him. So that's Skeet another one Snower. of those awkwardly named ones. Skeet. Yep. <laughs> I landed on him between a rock and a hard place. Yikes. Uh, and she'd have Blue Eyes, sung by Floyd. About yep. Nelly? No. Uh, About a baby? Uh, that's one of the ones I'm going to, because I've just, I listen to Daybreak and then I have 10 minutes of strong weeping. <laughs> and, well, and so when that's happening, I can't. Boing, 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 I'm not boing, sure boing. what's happening. I'm, that's I'm, not on the recording. That's why. Because there's three uh, not on the record yeah. and that's one of them. And she'd have Blue Eyes, the, the first reprise of Ballad and Where a Man Belongs, not on mm. the recording. That's why I didn't know. I see, <laughs> how do I not know that one? Yeah. Heart and Hand, Miss Jane and Lee. And then that's another ripper. Rounding out the act, we have the riddle song. Oh, now don't get me started on that song. Please I feel start. like you're going to get yourself get started. started. Oh, there you go. Okay, so the riddle song is uh, the brother brother Homer is trying to pass the time with Floyd, um, and so he gives him riddles. Have we got time to listen to it while people can listen to us listening to it? Uh, we, we, that's we, makes for terrible podcasting. But I just want to listen. Do it. Can't do that. Oh, because of go rights. away. It is on iTunes. Just this one song. It's a very clever song. Yeah. Oh, it's please. No, no. I'm just saying that. Go. You talk. I just. I'm gonna no, say. Yeah. It's great. Go, go and do no, it. No, no. I got nothing more to say. Other this than that. might be my favorite song because is it? I, I love a, a good charm song. Is but this isn't just a charm song. Like it's a charm song that's kind of adjacent to the story because there is yeah. no plot. You can't kind of take away from the plot. Yeah. But it, it's a really interesting way to end. The, sec- the the first act in with this kind of like we can't really do anything right now so let's think about something else and that, and to that seven minute build through the song yeah. like him giving a riddle and then he doesn't know and the song moves you know like yeah. an ocean through all those parts it's what a, what a tremendous achievement that song is I mean and it is very Gatell in sound yeah like uh, he definitely loves his opera and he loves his like. Uh, I guess, contemporary classical style. Yeah. But in each of his musicals, there is a song similar to this where it is very witty musically. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's this song in this musical. So if you are an, a fellow nerd. As I'm sure at that least would half probably of be one of your favourites in appreciation yeah. of the show. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Act two. Is that remarkable? This is sung by the reporters and the company. So this gets into more of the reaction. The hysteria. Yeah. And very, another witty one. It's very, it's, yeah. it's very, yeah. yeah, it's very clever. This remind like they both reach for the gun. Like this reminds me of that number in Chicago. I'm getting yeah. like from the feel of this musical, also the, like the story behind it, not that it's similar musically, but Parade. Like the whole bit. hysteria yeah. Yeah. thing behind well, it. Similar time. When was Parade? That kind of nineteen. Um, 15. Yeah, this is oh, ni- based this in was 1925, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. From memory? We're yeah. in the same bracket. Yeah. Kind of. We're pre-Twitter. Pre-Twitter. Yeah. The pre-Twitter era. Yeah. What a glorious time that was. Uh, <laughs> and we have Carnival with Floyd and Company. Just stop me if, if you if you want to throw anything in. Uh, Through the Mountain. Now, this is Nelly's that song. Is, that's the last song that I listened to. On the train, trains. I believe. I, no, I was at the train station uh. eating my light and tangy chips <laughs> and just going, now what the fuck is this? I got maybe like, Brad, I'm going to level with you, doll. Like I struggled with this show. Are you telling I, me, I thought you were going to say, I don't like musicals. <laughs> that would be a really, really big. Oh, you know, 
this was like a hard task. No, they show. are. Like that's what oh. we were talking before about the yeah. operaticness of it. Yeah. It's like listening to Puccini sometimes. You, yeah. you, you know, Ness and Dorma is a tune, but you recently listen to the rest of the opera and, and, and in different parts. Zane's like Zane's neighbours need to cool it, okay? Is that their bathroom just behind there? No, that's a. I, I, I live above a nightclub. It's an S&M den. That's <laughs> just behind many that. bottles going to a rubbish bin, okay? <laughs> yes, but this song I was like, because basically Nellie's like, I want to go see Floyd. And everyone's like, no. And she's like, why can't I go? The end. And I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stuff you weren't available as dramaturg, so they made it more complicated than yeah. it needed to be. I know. God, this would have been a short musical if I was a dramaturg. Then, it, yeah, it's tough to listen to though, but I think that's it's active listening. That's the yeah. opera of it. It's kind of like you're not it's placated like, by To be being... honest, like Gatal for me is like Stephen Sondheim for other people. You know how people are like, I don't like Stephen Sondheim because you don't, you can't relax. Like it's not. But sometimes yeah. more listening. Than him, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think more this, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is like hard. This is like nerdy is stuff hard, for nerds. Yeah. 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 This is hard listening for me. And this that was the same that I felt in Light in the Piazza. Everyone's like, listen to Light in the Piazza. And I was like, I'm bored. Yeah. I think I think definitely when you listen to Sondheim's A Little Night Music, you can uh, definitely yeah. see a, a comparison to Gattel definitely. In, that, yeah. That, yeah. Kind of, that, in that musical. Yeah. Um, Mm. So the third and final kind of less than perfectly named song, Get Comfortable. Get Comfortable because you're not leaving this cave, Get Floyd. Comfortable, Carmichael. He's like, he's tween a rock in a hard place. Skeet's landed on him and he's being told to get comfortable. I mean, there is another show running through these titles. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after Get Comfortable, uh, <coughs> we move on to uh, the reprise of uh, Ballad of Floyd Collins, sung by Jewel. Jewel again. Jewel again. Todd. Uh, and then The Dream, which is Floyd, Nelly, Homer and Company. And then finally. It's him rescinding into darkness, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mental. You're dying. And finally is How Glory Goes. That is my favourite. Sung by Floyd. I think the, can you It's think a really of, strong way to end a show. Can you think of another song that really explores the idea of dying in such a clear and beautifully moving way? I think it's... I, can't, I, think I can't there think are very one. few musicals where the titular lead, yeah. like Floyd Collins, actually dies at the end and yeah. then tells you about it. Like, I can't think of even one. Yeah. Well, the one I can think of isn't a real musical and it's Bombshell from Smash. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. don't forget Yeah. Me. <laughs> he doesn't die, though, in it. He dies at the end of it, doesn't he? He's about to die in Floyd Collins. He hasn't died as yet. No, I forgot. no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no. But, yeah. like, that's the story that he's telling you about. And he's yeah. about to, the soul's about to escape his body yeah. on that long last note in the call. And, yeah. And so and then I, the echoes comes back at the end, ladies and gentlemen. So you have to listen to the call. Listen to the echoes and then listen to how Gloria goes. Then at the end you see the he sings and then he echoes as he passes. The mm. echoes continue on and so you're left after he's dead from memory. It's been a while since I've watched it. But yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. It Incredible. is a very interestingly written musical. Yeah. Um, but, but interestingly, once again, two people that weren't experienced at the point in their career of writing shows. One yeah. of his, mm. uh, I don't know how how many they'd done but I mean you can really see it's like um, the Simon Stevens playbook his first five plays it says you know this is like old family photos old childhood photos where 
you, I, I read these back and I would read them and there are things that I would like to change because I'm embarrassed by them. I'm paraphrasing. He doesn't say that. Yeah. But that, that, that is part of the charm and that is part of what makes Hindsight. them unique. And, and that's part of what makes them, you know, special. And, and I think that's true with this is that imagine if you did it with far more experience, maybe some of those little kinks mm. would be ironed out and it would lose some of its individuality. Well, Gattel, at least the research that I've done, Floyd Collins is listed as his first yep. effort in in writing a musical. Yeah. So, and then after that, the God stuff was after that. Before uh, after that, uh, like Love's Fire, uh, Saturn Returns, and let me just pull up the page. That's the myths. The uh, yeah, Saturn Returns. So myths and hymns. Yeah. Yeah. And Big then, huge concepts, isn't it? When you think, if you just yeah. as a as a writer, you look back. He's dealing. He doesn't with really, go for small stuff. Really Let's big themes. Be really meta real. kind of. I mean, yeah. It's not. Yeah. All right. Next to Shrek, I mean, it's really kind <laughs> of uh, you know. It's big stuff. <laughs> yeah, big it's huge. Things. Oh my god. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about uh, who's been in Floyd Collins. The good thing about. An obscure musical that hasn't had many, many uh, revivals is that we're not going to just list off 200 names <laughs> like we have been known to for the Sweeney Todds of the world, etc., oh, etc. Et yeah. But in which you get into Emma Thompson about. was not in Floyd Collins. Let's just put that out there. She, she wasn't. wasn't. We don't know. Controversially, yeah, she was. She was problematic. Not selected. <laughs> so for Floyd, I, yeah. I will say that there have been some big names connected to it. So uh, the first performances uh, were directed by the writer, Landau, uh, Christopher Invar as Floyd Collins, Ma- Martin Moran as Keats Miller, Jason Danieli as Heaven. Homer Collins. He's so good looking with his moustache and when he sings, when the children are asleep in carousel, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Teresa McCarthy as Nellie uh, and Cass Morgan, Brian Darcy James. Yes, bitch. Yes. And Michael Mulheron. So that's, that is. Michael Mulheron, what's he been in? Uh, Michael Mulheron, let me have a look. Uh, he's an actor from Middletown, New Jersey. Oh, him, yeah. <laughs> that oh, one. Oh, that one. That one actor from Middletown, New Jersey. I was Jersey. thinking about the guy, like Matthew Mulheron from On Long Island. Yeah. The Fantastics. Uh, Boy from Oz, Lacage Fold, Kiss Me Kate. Oh, he's been in some shit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, good for him. You know he's good if he's been in The Boy from Oz. I am not. Dun, 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 dun. The Boy, boy Next, next Door. door. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so that that's the iteration that won the Lucille Littell Award for uh-huh. Outstanding Musical. Cute. Uh, so then the, the mini tour that happened, I couldn't find a list of the cast for that one. That was the one Emma Thompson was in. Oh. She toured regionally. No, okay. she was standby for Floyd. That's, That's why she right. was really shady about it. Because Whoopi Goldberg was playing Floyd at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting choice. Oh, but strong and wrong, strong and wrong. It was really funny. Uh, the 99 London had Nigel Richards, uh, Anna Frankie, Francolini, mm. uh, Craig Parnell. No. Craig. What a yep. legend. <laughs> so I, I don't recognize any of those names, but again, Neither. if any of you any of you listening here know them, let us know that if we should know their names, um, if you're a big fan. So and then the 2012 uh, production, Glenn Carter as Floyd, Robin North as Nelly, 
Gareth Chart as Homer and Ryan Sampson as Skeets. I know none of these people and I feel awful. I'm sure they're amazing. Are they your Facebook friends? Oh, look. (laughs) Well, the final song, How Glory Goes, has achieved a little bit of fame of of itself. (gasps) Udra. Udra. Udra McDonough. The finale song and the title track of her 2000 album, How Glory Goes. But also on Brian Stokes Mitchell's, oh, of course, album heaven. in 2006. On the wheels of a dream. <laughs> that sounded like Cher. It's him doing a version of Cher. <laughs> no, it's an that elaborate is an impression. impression. No, do you know what that impression is? What? That is Carolee Carmelo being shady because she was in the, she was like up for mother in ragtime and didn't get it. It was right. like her and Marin Maisie. That makes sense. So that's her being shady. On the wheels of a dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, do you, Brad, know yes. anything about, God, you mentioned the Australian productions before. No, no other names than what you mentioned? No, not, that I, can, not that I could find or that, hard, I, that I can remember. It's I, hard to track down. Yeah. it's. Um, if you were in the Australian production of Floyd Collins, send us show. an email. Or send us an email. Or Either one. Just, just show come up at to my Zane's door. house. <laughs> I'm here to podcast. And if Zane's not here, then Fifi will let you in. She will pour you a glass of Coke, no sugar. She's very well trained. Yeah, she's, she's got thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk our Dreamcasts. Okay. Fun times. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Now, I don't have a lot of strong opinions. Neither. But the one name I want to put forward for Floyd, and it's just because I want to see him in more stuff, is Mm. Donald Trump. (laughs) Don't get political on the musical theater. We're building a mine. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's ill. Zachary Levi. (gasps) Yeah. Heaven, love him. He's great, and I, I really, I want to, I want him in more things. Mm. Yeah. So, um, he is phenomenal. again, like I, I don't want to get too jokey with this one because it is kind of a serious musical, but also it has funny parts. So, and it'd be one of those things too, where you know the actor has these amazing comic chops. You don't see them for thirty minutes, and there's a joke that just lands like crazy yeah. because they can yeah. switch it on, switch it off. Mm. Yeah. Which is why I thought was Donald was going to be your choice because he has that capacity. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's uh, known to be a wordsmith. Um, just from listening to the show and not having – he could play anybody, but as I'm a huge fan of Paul Alexander Nolan, I think his voice is amazing. Yeah. His, his ability yeah. to – like his intervals are oh, just – oh, God. Him on the Daddy Long Legs, soon to be coming up an episode of me talking about Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> but, like, oh, my God, his voice in this show I think would be amazing. And I think he would sing this music really well. So get on that, Paul Alexander Nolan, because you're out of Escape to Margaritaville now because thank God that closed. It was Pretty it quick. was a weird year Pretty this quick. year. So. Jimmy Buffett, I mean, Jesus I mean, it Christ. lends itself to choices, and I think that's why they've done it. Like, yeah. I'm being genuine. Like, I mean, it's yeah. pretty 
It gives you a She's place. It gives you all this sort of stuff paradise. really quick. I do. Th- I do think they went the easy choices for every. Sure, that's probably true. Yeah, but you know, back to dream. Floyd cars, Collins. Floyd in Floyd Collins. Um, now you mentioned before off air, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to claim credit. Was for it? This. No, no. Yeah, was it NPH, off the record? NPH Neil Patrick Harris for Homer. Yeah, but he's too he's too old now, really. But he, he is he's too old. Him when he did Assassins would be great. Yeah. That age. Yeah. I mean, he is and I I guess he didn't age for a long time and yeah. now he's started to. Yeah. He's got like six year old kids now. He him and David Burke are think like they're like ten now. Shut up. No, they're but not. He would, I think someone like that too would bring the show into a wider bracket of people. True. Yeah. Neil because Patrick he, Harris in know. a musical. Yay. <laughs> Everybody goes here. Yay. That was that was Hedwig. <laughs> yeah. That was company. No one knew Sondheim before that. And then he was in company. <laughs> and then everyone just has heard mm. company now. God, he was good in Hedwig. He was good in Hedwig. And so close to seeing him. Oh, disappointing. I just didn't get the tickets. <sighs> Did you see? You're over it though. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. No. Did you see anybody in Hedwig or? No, I didn't get to see Hedwig. Um. We we spoke to a couple of the actors as they were walking in because they would like come along and talk to everyone waiting for tickets. Um, but we didn't actually get up get in to see it. It was that that's a big regret from time in New York and also not seeing Rocky that was there. Um but for Convo's sake, can I tell you my biggest regret from New York? Sure. Is this related to light and tangy chips and trains again? No. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. So I hopped off the flight from New York. We we were literally we dropped our bags at the airport and we're walking around. It's like eleven thirty at night and we're trying to find food and Jason and I are having like a domestic like on the side of the road in New York, oh, just being like, what are we going to eat? I turned to my left and there's Lin-Manuel Miranda no. <laughs> on the side of the road on his phone, literally come out of Hamilton. The sweat is still trickling down his face. I freak out. I can't talk. I can't walk. I just stop. And Jason's like, what are you doing? I was like. Oh, so he hasn't clocked him yet. That's Lin Manuel. Well, Jason didn't know who he was because this was like Hamilton had been open for like a month or so, and Jason hadn't listened to it yet. But I had, and also because of In the Heights and everything. So I'm freaking out, and he's like, "Go and talk to him." I was like, "Oh my god!" But he's just finished the show. I can't. I can't. You've got a perfect in. You could ask him where to go eat. And I did, and I walked away. Yeah, you regret it. That's harsh. I went to bed that night and I kicked myself. Anyway, back to Dreamcast. (laughs) That and sleep no more. Those are the three things I I would do differently if I went back. What about Lynn in this? What about Lynn in this? And he just wraps it all. He- and then we can put in the fourth act we were talking about. Okay, they could do yeah. rewrites. And I'm pretty sure some people are going to go see it. A few people will a see few it. People. <laughs> a few people. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the first choice for him, you know, a show in Kentucky with bluegrass music. Especially but- now that he's writing The Room, the musical. Shut up. No, he's not. I have heard it reported that he is. That that's a great choice, though. Wasn't he meant to be writing something with Weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. I, I again, I think it's all speculation. I hate until, that choice. I hate until that we see a cast so list. So, uh, you had an interesting because we have been speaking about Company and Sondheim, and Sondheim has signed off on a reverse gender Bobby. And I think this is this is Udra McDonough. <laughs> Udra. She's I love just, Audra. Audra's always the correct answer. And what would be amazing about that too is then we're talking about two, uh, you know, racially, 
We've got a time in Kentucky in the 1920s. Yeah. And, you know, a, a, an African-American woman. Oh, she's getting woman. meta about it. She's no, but getting I'm just saying, meta. Wouldn't that be the, then the next evolution again of, yeah. of, of these That's roles? That's like yeah. that chat that not- Mandy Patinkin was having years ago about West Side Story and changing West Side Story to being about. Because he wanted to play Anita, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, well, mainly just about like the racial thing because it was him and Audra singing um, Tonight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what, that and it doesn't like, mean the same anymore? How, well, Is that what he meant? Yeah, or? about how like the 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 Puerto Ricans versus yeah. the Italian-Americans doesn't really, it doesn't have as much weight as it Punch did back anymore. then. But that's the yeah. thing with all musicals. Look at Rent. Like, you know, it was just here where in Brisbane and it just was on. And even me watching that, I sort of afterwards sort of went, this feels like a different fight than what we're kind of talking yeah. about socially now. So you see it and you go, about the, the show, only yeah, in that yeah. sense that it's kind of like, well, if you phrased that. At the time, remember when we saw it when it was first here? It yeah. blew your mind. It's, it's super like, transgressive. Oh, yeah. so no one's ever sort of talked about community in this way from my upbringing and we've never talked about this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think all of musical theatre is being faced with that, which is why something like Hamilton is just like It's blowing, blowing everybody's minds. Because we're yeah. like, oh, we don't have to do it like that anymore. We could do this or we can do that. And or- I think something like that could be good for a show like Floyd Collins because because it is so obscure. Yeah, totally. It could, you know. And you're not going to be breaking people's hearts. Yes. No, because yes. that's, yeah. that's the thing. If you do it to something like, I think company is a good place to be in the Sondheim genre of doing like a gender swap. And the people, role, it makes total sense. It does it, it make total sense. and all that sort of stuff. Especially, it just slides, yeah. it slides out, you know. Mm. It's, it's perfect. So then something like Floyd Collins could definitely work. But can you imagine the rewrites? On oh, West Side Story, if you oh. wanted to change the the yeah. the, uh, the yeah, because he wanted to show it about the score would have to be you know, like, like it would just be a new show. Yeah, <laughs> hang on, that's the answer. That's the answer. Let's okay, try well, a let's new just show. write another interpretation of Romeo and Juliet about gangs in New York. I, I want to do it in Australia. How? Let's just do it. Let's yeah. Do it. I hate West Side Story though, so that's that's for another time. But that's good because it's not a West Side Story. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. I think I think we've gone as I far think we've as we've gone our as dream far cast. as we can with dream yeah. cast. But we didn't pick we didn't pick what woman we would cast. Oh, you oh. said Audra. Is that it? You're well, just saying it ends there. It, I'm going to go with it, it, I'm going to go with an interesting choice. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ellen. Degenerous? Yeah, because she can rap it. I'm sticking with the whole rap oh. remake. Are you fucking joking? And me? she's this got is one the composer over here. She's yeah. she's she has one leg trapped under the rock. Ellen that can dance. That show would go for five hours. She, would, she, she can still so dance. If anyone, if anyone could still dance with a rock, it's Ellen. Have you seen that skit? And Homer would be DJing on the side. The skit that. With the photograph. Um, oh, my God. What's her name? On um, Obsessed with Seth Rudetsky, there's a girl who used to, like, she was on Mad TV and then she did Wicked. And they do this skit where they talk about Ellen DeGeneres being cast in musicals and it just for going three hours longer than it has to because she rambles so much. So oh, what we're gonna do? My God, is we're gonna take a break. Call Ellen's agent, Brad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brad and Jess mind. are gonna fight, oh. <laughs> and then we'll come back and we will talk about top five lists. I got so many about that. If Floyd Collins was to appear on a top five list or a number of top five lists, yep, what list would they be? Shows that most freak out the lady to my left. Uh huh. Would it be in top five? I think. I mean, I don't want to quote you from earlier. 
What oh. the actual F, I believe, was the uh, the quote. Is that on the poster? <laughs> Floyd Collins, what the actual F. I and oh, look, I just, it's not for me. Top five. Not musicals, not for you. Yeah, That's, top five musicals that aren't for me. Yeah. I thought I was. I didn't write it. I'm not personally game. No, offended. no, no, but like. You know, I I understand. I just I got in a huge fight the last time I was on this podcast defending Oklahoma because apparently people don't like Oklahoma, which is news to me. I think it's great. Good. This okay. Top five bluegrass shows. Yep. Straight out the gate. Well, bluegrass. I mean, depends influence. On the there you go. Top five shows set in Kentucky. I mean, in, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I guess uh, body body Andrew Jackson. That's set in Kentucky. Oh, it is set in Kentucky. It goes through Kentucky. Populism, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only reason I know that show is because of James Gorsey. It's the only reason. Thank I know you, that James show. Gorsey. Thanks, James Gorsey. Uh, top five. Top shows five shows named after their lead character. Yeah. Martin Gale. Hello, Dolly. Dear Evan Hansen. So there is a Hamilton. Oh, we're getting there. Mary Poppins. Shrek. Oh. God, is this a new podcast for you? <laughs> uh, just listing things. Maybe it's not on that list. <laughs> Off the top of your head. Apples, I mean, it's, it's impressive. oranges. <laughs> this is my shopping list. Banana. <laughs> top five musicals set in a cave. Oh, yeah. At least. Easily in the top Probably five. Probably the top one. I mean, it could be bumped to six. Depending. Bad boy? Yeah. Is that set in a cave? It's not, not the whole thing is in a cave, but some productions set the whole thing in, in a cave and then the people are presenting. Was the, the one story. that was done here set in a cave? No, it has scenes in a cave. Urine Town has scenes in a cave, does it not? It, oh, cave or a sewer, it's really You depends. were in that? Were you what in that? In? What was I in? You're were in you town. in Urine Town? Yes, I yeah, was. thought so. Yep, I've been in Urine Town twice. What? Never as the mayor of Urinetown, you might say. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> Mr. Cladwell is on my bucket list. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair. I wish I could play Hope. She's just so cute. She is cute until she dies. Not spoilers. Um, Does she die? Yeah, at the very end. You don't want to play her anymore. No, I'm happy to play someone that dies. Don't need stage time. Anyway, uh, top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. Um. Top five bottle musicals. Top five musicals with Brian Darcy James not in the lead role. Yeah. I'm not sure what else he has been in. I'm sure there is a list of shows that he has been in. Well, Kiss Me Kate's a lead role, isn't it? Or is that arguable? Is it, can you argument, is there there an argument that the female's lead? Was Brian Darcy James in Kiss Me Kate? Yeah, he's been in a production, hasn't he? Mm. Our production, I'm not saying a recording. In my head, I was thinking of a top five recordings that he has been on. Right. That's to me yeah. is just an Top interesting. Top five Adam Guitar shows. Shows. Yeah. The other ones sound pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying um, the top five weird list? Uh, yeah. Top once five. Again. Yeah. I would is... definitely put Piazza and Myths and Hymns probably above Floyd. Challenging but... listens. We could say top five yes, challenging listens. I think that's 100%. fair. Hundred percent. What else would you put on that list? Piazza. Challenging listens. Oh, most of Yazbek's work. Yeah, he had feelings about Yazbek. You yeah. you just dislike it. I don't dislike him. I, I Fans love visit, some of his I stuff. really want to see it because everybody's freaking out about it. About but it's a hard soundtrack to listen Fans to. Visit, that's, but that's intentional. I mean, so is um, uh, Women on the Verge of a Breakdown. See, I love Women on the Verge of a Breakdown. Isn't that interesting? Fans, that's... Fans Visit, I struggled to get But Full through. Monty's not a difficult listen. Unless you you just don't like the show. 
It's not. It's not dirty a, rotten scoundrels. They are pop scores. Dirty rotten scoundrels. I love. That's and that's fun. The thing, like, that show is. They're fun. both. Fun. That's the thing. Like, it's about 50-50 hit rate for me. Okay. Like that's I love fun. or I. So you're saying visits on the difficult top five? Yeah, and okay. I was surprised because okay. I was okay. I was expecting it to. I be... I think it's just something, and this is what we said last night because Zane and I hung out, not podcasting. <laughs> what? Um, that's a new band podcast. Visit is like it's, it's a hard soundtrack to listen to. It's not like. You know, Hamilton as a show, maybe I might not like it when I see it sure. live, but as a soundtrack, it's fun, it's fresh. Whereas Bands with Us was like, what is going on? Where are we? It's traditional Tony music. Shalhoub I mean, is well, singing. Controversially, the first two or three times I listened to Wicked, I had trouble getting through the whole thing. I think nah. that's fair. Hook, think- line, and sinker. In. Took you that long. Oh. <laughs> In, yeah, in, in, in. Um, anything else? What top five like press frenzies in musicals? Yeah, parade, parade in Chicago were the ones that are on my list. Parade, Barnum, I was about to say charade, and I was like, just, no, maybe that's... ragtime as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a good song in ragtime. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's top five. Yep, yeah. Brad's brain is working like <laughs> 30 times normal rate going through so many musicals. I'm dead. He's dead. <laughs> uh, I know that there are a lot of musicals based on real Historical. people. Real, real, real people. Top five musicals about like a tragedy? Yeah, I guess. You mean just someone dying? At like the historical end. tragedy? Not just like tragedy, tragedy, but like, I don't know. Now that that's sounds pretty, dumb. I that's retract. A pretty, yeah, I that's retract. a pretty long list. I, I retract. Say. I retract. I retract. Okay, you I mean, hear it's, me? It's I retract. A, it's a brainstorming session. I mean, you, you can't judge in brainstorming, yeah. can you? No. Can't judge. Strong because and wrong. Top five are, musicals that ooh. is a musical. Top five music. So I'm, I'm joking. Musicals <laughs> of all time. Is Floyd Collins <laughs> on the top five music? Is it on your top five musicals of all time? Uh, is it your top five favorite musicals? Well, see, once again, I, I'd have to ask you what the parameters of that. What does that mean? Is it just me saying my favorite? Is it my favorite Brad, scores? You're no, on no. a desert island. And I can only have <laughs> You've five. You've got five musicals. Is Floyd Collins on that list? I'm just making it easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I'm going to listen to, that I'm going to play. You get five, you. you get five bootlegs, amazing quality bootlegs that you, yeah. Well, I, I don't really like bootlegs. No, but I'm, ta- got, I'm you're not saying like, I've got not like bootleg, bootleg, but to like, watch. like yeah. you, have, you have five like a, musicals and of each like musical a national you get. theatre live production. All right, now and I'm, in you. I'm with the you. score yeah. and the every soundtrack that's ever been made from it. Like you get the full suite of products for these musicals. And the thing is, I could be using it for any particular thing I might need to do. Correct. So, all right, this really encompasses everything, basically. You really, right. you really haven't honed me in at all. Not at no. all. Right, you really opened the scale wide. Yep. We just want to make this as difficult for you as possible. Correct. All right. Uh, God. <laughs> Top five. Five, four, three. All right. I'm just going to rattle the five that come to my brain, and that's got to be the five that I love the most. Let's right, just say because they come to me first. Yep. Okay. Um, they're all mine. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I was the about to walk are. out that door so fast. Uh, I think it's one of my top five loves. I'm just going to say okay. shows that I love the most because of whatever okay. reason. There's no judgment it's, here. There's no no, judge. I think, but it's for me. Because I will the say, criteria. in it's a similar love vein, I have on my top five possible top five musicals of all time. 
a show that never made it to Broadway, only made it to off Broadway, and then is Lippers Wild Party. Yeah, it's oh. on my personal top five. Yep. But man, it's I love obscure. that. Show. I like the other Wild Party. So. I like the other Wild Party as well. I like the Lippers Mandy Patinkin Tony Collette one. Not leave it. The but score is Eartha Kit. Eartha Kit's mm. wonderful in it, but the score is better in my opinion. I like the score. I know better. he's wrong. I'm going I to. Know he's wrong. Interpret that because we're talking about other musicals now, we've got all the top five lists that we can <laughs> about Floyd Collins, and this we're going to move on. Slippery slope to the lessons we've learned. So, Brad, what has Floyd Collins taught you? Um, well, it's it's taught me to take breadcrumbs when I go into a cave, or. Just don't go in a cave. Well, that's look. That's number Always two. Always take a jackhammer. Always take your phone. In a take cave. crackers. See, it would never happen anymore. Scalpel. Even in nineteen twenty-seven. One hundred twenty-seven. Nineteen twenty-seven. The band. Nineteen twenty-seven. Even when nineteen twenty-seven were writing songs. No, one hundred twenty-seven hours. Did he have his phone? Did he drop it? Does anyone remember? Uh, he left it in his car because he was going like hiking, and so he just kind of got rid of everything. And then I guess that could still around. happen, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But these days, if you were no, you wouldn't. No, sure. I mean, I don't go in the ca- I don't go in caves in the best of times, but definitely not in nineteen twenty five. And you know, he did do the right thing. Like he did let people know where he was going and he what was he was literally doing fifty meters away, and fifty from meters the... away from the exit. So I guess it's just, just like don't leave your house. <laughs> no, yeah, just stay indoors <laughs> and stay listen indoors. to true crime podcasts and listen to murder in the land musical podcasts or fan fiction podcasts. Like we don't judge. or any of them. As just long as they're, that's that, not <laughs> well done. <laughs> You've what else has it. it taught me, though? You asked me. Um, mm. It's actually, I think I learned a lot from this show as a writer. It's I've gone back in my Genesis days when I was studying how to write a book. I looked at it not because it was because it was different, because it was unique and 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 how it works. So it's taught me a lot in that sense. And the music is just. I think it's very inspiring. I think the the way that he keeps you interested and it keeps evolving and it, um, you know, it's not just there's some beautiful pop songs, I would mm. say, like Hand and Heart. and Musically, I think this one definitely is a great example of the power of a final song. Oh, incredible. Is in that How Glory Goes, just the fact that it has appeared on other people's. Yeah. Like, it, well, it was the name of Audra McDonald's yeah. album, How How Glory Goes. I think that. Writing Adam Adam Gattel writing to that punctuation at the end is really interesting way of approaching uh, the theme of a musical and being so obscure. Yes, and it still resonated. That's like, a lesson learned. Be obscure. Well, I I'm guess joking. I'm joking. I'm being I a guess, shady bitch. I'm being a shady bitch. I'm sorry. I guess the lesson it's like would memory be that, from like, Cats. <laughs> no one's heard of Cats, but everyone's sung Memory. It's the same thing. Same thing. Wait, what's Cats? It's oh, dead. Sorry, sorry. It's, yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Not actual cats, but cats, cats, cats. Anything else? What about you, Jess? Have you learned anything from Floyd Collins? Don't go in caves. Learn how to yodel. Take food. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your house. <laughs> Just It's a strong list. Don't spelunk. Just stay, ha- stay safe, you guys. Get one of those hats. If you are going to go in a cave and you are in 1925, don't knock over the lamp. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's really 101 splunking. And don't, like, <laughs> if you're freaking out and you're in a cave, don't rush out because you're going to fuck something up. Just think to yourself, what would the dolphins do? 
and do the opposite because the dolphins are responsible for don't, all the splunking. And do what Floyd Collins. No. Oh God, don't do what. Do, don't do what Floyd Collins does. No. And also, I think it's taught us to. It's it's not good to be you know famous in the twenties. Because yeah. you're going to be dug up and put on display. Oh, yeah. It's a tough yeah. time to be famous. Yeah. It's a tough time. It's just a tough, yeah, look. And to have one leg, tough time. Yeah, and I've learned that I'm just not an Adam Gattel girl. That's what I've learned. I don't have to be and it's fine. You don't have to, yeah. Um, I'm just not that type of gal. And it was the same with Piazza, everyone telling me. And then this, I'm just like, yeah, he's just not my guy and that's fine. can he respect fine. what he does because I can't do it. Good for him. You're not going to be not, like pushing someone off a bridge to not listen to it. No, no, no. You know, that would and be I'll quite an extreme reaction. I think I like the idea of this show. Like mm. I like mm. that. I like the concept of looking at something like this. It's the same with Parade. Like I love, I love the concept of looking into. You don't enjoy Parade. I do, but I, there are moments in Parade that I really like, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of boring shit in between. Is that, are you talking? I mean, there's a lot of songs. There's a lot more songs it's, in Parade than thing, this. Yeah. It's a, but it's a huge story. It's a big, it's a big, big, big show. But I, as I, as Brad and I were talking about, true crime musical, it's got to happen more. Don't tell them that, then more people will do it. No, it's true. More yeah, people will true. do it. We're yeah. very popular. Yeah. <laughs> but I think too, if with this story, it takes someone that if you wrote this as a really, really traditional kind of poppy score. What are you gonna? What are they gonna sing about? Nah, yeah. And it, which makes him the perfect choice for this, and the perfect way to do it. These evolving, sweeping ideas. This, you know, the call. Could you imagine if you had to write that and rhyme every single thing? Yeah. Like, mm. he's he's the perfect writer for the idea. Yeah. You know, which is, and that they did it. This story, it's incredible. Really. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's part of why I I loved it. I think. But you know, as doing this podcast and also just being a musical theatre actor, where I have to, you know. Put yourself in the mind. Yeah. and Not just, the mind. The mind. Not the mind. Don't um, put yourself in the mind, people. Just don't do it. But, like, you know, exposing myself to other musicals and I, I find myself as a person that when I listen to stuff, yeah. I generally a lot of musical theatre I really like and I think it's important to listen to stuff that I don't like as well. Sure. So, yeah, that's so what I learned. It's on repeat now. Well, it's not on Spotify, so no. Yes, I found that really interesting. It is tough when musicals aren't on Spotify because you become dependent on that one mm. medium. Patty like Lapone's Don't Monkey it. with Broadway is not on yeah. Spotify. Oh, Me too. I have it too, but who knows where the CD is? Yeah, well, that, that's right. <laughs> it's somewhere in a box with all the other CDs. Yeah, CDs. All right, well, let's take a break and we'll come back with our goodbyes. Goodbye. All right. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Thank you for having me. I think and, we've uh, solved the world's problems. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we've uh, we've frustrated a lot of people that are going over to Spotify to try and find this show. And they go one song. Just go to just go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. Yeah. Or it's all on YouTube. Yeah, there yeah. is a great list of all the videos on YouTube. But I would suggest Thank you go you buy Jesus. it. Go yeah, buy absolutely. it. Support Adam Guitar. Because uh, no one's buying it because it's weird. <laughs> But it's a it's a good weird, and it's not like it's not like a. Oh, uh, think of all the basic bitches that are going to be singing these songs at <laughs> universities now. Is it warm? That's there you go. That's there you go, the, basic bitches. Just learn it off my version. If you don't want to sing "Light in the Piazza" because every other basic bitch has sung that, sing this one. Yeah, go digging. I 
as someone who semi-regularly auditions people for things, yeah. I appreciate learning about new songs from auditionees. If you're if you're if you sing a song that I don't know, chances are you're going to get my attention a lot more. Daybreak would be a great great one. Absolutely, Some of the riddle yeah. song would be great. Right in the story, yeah. There's so much there, isn't there? Really, yeah. really, isn't? Now I'm like going over in my head for the one time I've auditioned for you, Zane, being like, "Oh, was I a basic bitch when I auditioned for you?" It was the best uh, version. Of- I believe you were cast, Jess. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't do the show. <laughs> What an so, idiot. <laughs> so, Brad, do you have anything coming up? Anything you want to plug? Or? I think, yeah, at the, the time this goes live, we will be, we'll be having a uh, – we're doing a new studio recording of a musical called Any Moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it features a whole bunch of people from, uh, from Brisbane, from Queensland, awesome. and it, we're running a Kickstarter campaign for the pre-sale. So we'll be running alongside of it. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of things that you can go and and you can buy the the digital record. You can buy tickets to a VIP concert of the show. Cute, love um, that. There'll be a whole bunch of stuff with it. So go over. I think it'll probably be up right now on the Facebook. Yeah, of- cool. Well, we'll we'll put it in the show notes and we'll share it on all our and socials. You can as well. buy becoming Bill the recording that you guys did. Can you, you buy can. it? Thank yeah. you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's that is that's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You can. It's on YouTube. I it's it's everywhere. You My look, God. You sound so surprised. No, no I just got five percent of. I just got a second theater. plug. I'm, I'm happy about in that. In musicals anymore doesn't mean I don't know shit about what's going on in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Shady, I know. <laughs> no, but we'll put the links into the show notes and we'll share them. Wonderful. Uh, Buy Brad's music right. because it's important. Support artists. Yes. Um, cute. You should release that. As a song, I'll get Brad to write it. And it's then- gonna, it's in the true crime one that we're doing. Yeah. That's the first I'm song. I'm officially starring in Brad's true crime musical, whatever that will be. I'm the new lead. So I'm contracted go. to that to do that now. It, uh-huh. It's verbally it's it's a verbal in blood. agreement. Verbal <laughs> agreement Zane's uh, hold up in Queensland. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Anything else or just the Kickstarter or I think yeah, there's and Spotify of course for yeah. becoming Bill. Becoming yes, definitely, Bill. definitely go have a listen to becoming Bill. I reckon there's going to be that's going to be happening at some point pretty soon. Ooh. Hype, 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 hype. So hype, definitely hype, go and learn hype. the songs before before the show comes up. It's been a long it's been a long road with that one. It's been eight years in development essentially. It was the oh. first show that I started writing, and it's taken eight years to kind of learn how to to finish it. So it's pretty exciting when that happens. That's so go so and cool. have a listen and. Uh, it's just the start. I'm going to stick around in Brisbane. I'm going to keep doing new stuff and keep building it up and then shows out of here. So it would mean a lot if you check it out. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and enjoy it. Yes. And like, buy the and sheet music. Sing it at auditions. Come and, and honestly, come and do it. If you're I'll audition for you with one of your songs. How would you like that? I would, I would freak out. Cool. <laughs> and Done. if you're listening in Sydney or Adelaide or Melbourne, Come to Brisbane and see the show. Please. Why not? Yeah. We, we come to Make your cities and see your it. shows. We can go. How about we all... Buy tickets to go and see Brad's show, and then we'll do like a TNC podcast, like group outing for the people that listen. We could go to the True Crime Museum at the Roma Street Police <laughs> Station, <laughs> and right. then we can go and see Brad's show. That'll be cute. Jess has just nominated herself to organise this outing. I so. did not. I don't know how she's actually organising it when she's in it. <laughs> we'll we will discuss this in further with Brad. The True Crime Musical that oh, everyone's yeah. going to see. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Um, and if you want to hear more of Jess, she is I host one two, of the hosts. I host two podcasts. 
co-host two podcasts. One is Murder in the Land of Oz, which is specifically Australian-centric true crime. For now. For now. And, and then uh, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Oh, my God, I completely forgot the name of my other podcast. <laughs> that Yeah, so I host, I host Murder in the Land of Oz. Um, that comes out every second Monday with Ellen Rose Sorensen. And then I co-host uh, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, which comes out every Wednesday with Riley McNamara. And if you want to find out more of those, just go to That's Not Canon Productions. <laughs> Dot com. Yes. And you'll find the links there. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to find out more, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can send us an email at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. Buy merch. Tea Public. Yes. Buy merch. Go to the website. We we have two merch sites there and you can make your own choice on where you go there. All the podcasts have merch up there available and I'm wearing some right now and I can vouch for its uh, sturdiness. Yes. It's gone through the wash four times now. And, and it's it still, still looks good. Fine. I, c- I can back that up. Yeah. Uh, first time I've seen it here in person <laughs> and uh, looks good. Looks great. And we're swapping shirts before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that you have to do for me right now, listeners, is go to your podcast app of choice. Give us a rating and a review. Hopefully, five stars. Definitely. And a review. No pressure, but seriously. And go and listen to Floyd Collins. <laughs> and go to listen to Floyd Collins. So go to iTunes uh, or YouTube, I guess, but iTunes but ideally. preferably buy the album. Yeah, buy the album. Yeah, cool. It's worth it. I, I'm officially saying it's worth it. I think it is. It's beautiful. If it's- not, for the last song. Absolutely. Absol- I think that's any, any guys listening – Definitely, if you can, if you only have two dollars to spend this week because you spent all your money on on, on coffee, coffee. <gasps> fist bump, fist bump. Oh, Go and buy that song forever. and learn it. It's beautiful. All right. Well, that's us for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us again, Brad. Uh, best of luck on the Kickstarter, and we will share that as many times as we possibly can on our on our socials. Thanks, Jess, for coming and filling in while the girls are still away at rehearsal. Well. Miranda's still touring the Europe. So. Oh, is Miranda in Europe? Didn't yeah. know that. She can Skype in. Cute. Oh, She's busy. There's no McDonald's and over there. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. No, and, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. And I've, as always, have been Zancy Weber, and we'll catch you next time. See everyone. Goodbye. Bye. My name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.